Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated. This is our weekly show all about the shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg and this is... Go sleep till Brooklyn, Matt Strange. And this is... Too much wrestling today, Muir. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, guys? Watch too much wrestling today. <laughs> I've watched a lot of wrestling since midnight. I'm... Sleepy, uh, but I didn't watch any wrestling. It's just that I'm insomnia prone, and Ruth sometimes has erratic sleep pans. So when she's erratic, it just fucks me completely. You don't oh, deserve no. sleep, peasant. The amount of times With I've your had paper hands. Straight, I, I am. Fuck you! I am diamond-handed, you motherfucker. <laughs> don't you dare compare me to a paper-handed wanker. We're going to the moon. Daddy Elon's taking us to Mars. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, we've been on the stocks, Morg. <laughs> I was very tired. I, I stayed up to watch the Royal Rumble last night. And yeah, yeah, on the whole, saw. it was good. It was all right. No, that's what? unfair, that's actually. Good, right. No, no, no. Yeah, no, actually, it was it was quite good. Um, I think my, my general rule, I've mentioned this to you guys before we started recording, was I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed, but not in a bad way. I'm just, the people I wanted to win didn't win. It was good, but it could have just shone a bit more, basically. Yeah, it could have been a bit better for me. Had Rhea Ripley and Daniel Bryan been the winners? Oh, there you go. There's your spoiler for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> so let's 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 shift on a bit. This might be the first D. time. Bryan ain't even... winning a Rumble. D. Bryan's <laughs> waiting to go to AE Dubs with his uh, indie bros. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, we wish. Back over. <laughs> oh. Um... So this might be the first time you listen to our show, and as such, you would need to know that we rank our shows with a tier list, which is how we rank the individual matches in Dynamite and an overall score for Dynamite and the overall score for BTE and Dark. And Mr. Strange will now explain the tier list. Uh, I do actually have some funk this week, which is uh, in a in an unusual method, seeing as... Um... Seeing as what you gave me for something which is coming after, oh, today I'm doing today's tier list with shit tattoos that wrestlers have. Ooh, this is old. <laughs> was, was this was this recommended to you? No, no. Um, because I just I just, just want to jump in here and say, last night when we were watching the Rumble, the Raptor said, "You know what Strange should do as a tier list? Shit tattoos." Yes. Amazing. Because we were discussing it earlier when we were watching Dark. Yeah. So, so is, 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 is an S rank the shittest? Shittest, but also with use. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to explain as I go. Okay. So, Carry on. The rank match is our lowest rank match. It's the, uh, the match that doesn't really matter. You don't really care. Maybe it's too short. It's just over. There's just not enough care there for you to be invested like pretty much any tribal tattoos that wrestlers have. Randy Orton's arms, bunch of other people's generic stuff. You know, just misc, meh, tattoos. We can't rank them any worse because they're, they're not that shit. They're just Goldberg's right. like barbed wire tribal yeah, tattoos. Yeah, you know, misc, that sort look of thing, yeah. the stuff you're putting on the computer game just to dress up your yeah, yeah. a little bit more. From there, we move up to a C-rank match. This is what we expect to be a good rank match. It's got to have enough character, enough skill to take us through, and we care about it. It's not amazing, but we care about it. Like Bork Lesnar's chest knife. Mate. 
That is C, bloody hell! What? A C? What? <laughs> what that tone? I'm not. I'm, I'm not angry. No, no, that tattoo is fantastic. Actually. I, I'm not angry, strange. I'm just disappointed. That is the S rank of shit tattoos, in my no, opinion. No, no, no. I am not going to say a bad word about Bork. You can say a bad word. <laughs> That's your Borky. choice, Bork. His tattoo is average to good. You are right, right strange. Rolling up from there, we have a B-rank match. A B-rank match has that next level of good wrestling. It's got good story. It has to have story, and you have to care about it. But it's not going to blow your mind, but it's just match plus one. And our B-rank shit tattoos is the clusterfuck that is Phoenix, complete with giant giant fucking dream capture over one side. His brother's scratches on an... He's like a bad collection of stories. China's Japan flag on the back. Oh, has he got a Japan flag? He's just there. Imperial, not just Japan. That's that's an odd choice. Um, Yes, mate. It's kind of the opposite of what we want in a match. In our match, we want our story to be consistent and told through, and we get to see it. Phoenix's is just a clusterfuck of random ideas. Well designed, yes. Well put together, no. Rolling up from there, we have the A rank match. The A rank match is amazing. It's got character. It's got story. It's got everything you need. Probably a night of the a match of the night. Sometimes a match of the month. And I'm giving them the A rank is to my new favorite shit tattooed human, Danny Limelight. Danny Fuck Limelight. I thought, I thought Danny would claim it easily. With with both a big Spider-Man print and I am Groot written across his chest. Yes, no, mate. It, it's bad. It's corporate sellout. It's <laughs> it's laughable. <laughs> and I can't take them seriously. But if we're going for an S rank, an S rank needs story in and out. An <laughs> S rank needs to turn the fucking tides of things. An S-rank match should be amazing. It should be drawn into characters. It should be mentioned in promos. And who has an awful tattoo that's been promoed against, brought up, made all over the fucking internet? And we Cut all that went, jam. <laughs> No, it's Cody's neck tattoo. Oh, God, of course. Not even jam that jam. No. Not even jam that jam. It's been mentioned in promos and storylines. Yep. People have mocked him. He's tried to explain it for... Showing that he will do the work, but we all know it's just a trailer trash neck tattoo. tattoo. <laughs> oh, That's this has been a wild ride, Strange. <laughs> when, when you pulled Bork out at sea, I was like, oh, where's this going? Hey, there's just so much from there. The clusterfuck to Phoenix, the corporate yes. sellout of Danny Limelight, and Cody right, going tattoo. back to the... Tra- Cody, the corporate fucking... Dusty Dubsy Dubman with his fucking carny neck tattoo. <laughs> so that's our list. B, I love pretty it. shitty. C, good. B, very good. A, amazing. S, Cody's neck tattoo. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on. Uh, news. <laughs> oh, God, I need a sec. <laughs> Only one... <laughs> <laughs> Only one bit of news from me this week. Um, our boy John Moxley will be defending his IGWP Heavyweight uh, Championship, International Championship, I forget the full fucking American. name for it. American Championship from Kenta. Uh, did Ken- was Kenta's name Kenta when he was in WWE? No. 
I right, can't okay. remember what it was. Kenny Omega versus Kenny Omega, John Moxley versus Japanese gimmick um, WWE man known as Kenta in his own country and very well respected. Um, called CM Punk in. Uh, he's called CM Punk in WWE. I think that guy had his move set, didn't he? Yeah. Um, common joke between uh, us here and Morg is the fact that uh, CM Punk, after not being allowed to use his move set in WWE, from what I believe, just used Kenta's. But yep. we know Kenta's move set as Kenta's, whereas uh, Morg knows it as Phil's. So here we are. But yeah, no, it should be a really good match. It's going to be yeah. very strong style, don't get me wrong. It is just going to be two men punching each, each other. other. Yeah. Um, but Kenta has nuclear heat in America, in Japan, and Moxley is beloved over there. So he'll be the face role, you'll be glad to hear, uh, Morgan. That's, that's, anyway. that's interesting. Uh, yeah, um, nothing else I don't believe. So moving on. So we haven't got a social media this week. But I have been asked by the Raptor to pass on a piece of information. And this is relevant to earlier on when you were talking about tattoos. Yeah. Uh, so when wrestlers have pieces of writing as tattoos, she likes to look up on the Internet what it is. And Jungle Boy has a tattoo, which is some piece of writing. But apparently, if you type in to Google uh, Jungle Boy text tattoo or jungle boy tattoo what comes up is jungle boy and marco stunt matching tattoo slash fiction yeah that's to the silence me. <laughs> it depends me greatly yeah it's not what i needed in my wrestling show there's a comic of the internet which is um i can't remember the name of the comic artist i love him i should be able to though and it's uh remember children anything can be art Except for Extra Jimmy fabulous. Drew. Extra fabulous. Jimmy drew Goku making love to Spider-Man. Jimmy has created the opposite of arts. That's <laughs> what this makes me think of. So, yes. Um... If you want nightmarish dreams, look up the Jungle Boy Marco's gun uh, slash fiction. Yeah. Same, but this has been a wild ah! ride so far, guys. <laughs> so, let's, let, let, let's move on to something a bit more relevant. Um, it's a fully AEW show today as well. Uh, so, uh, moving on to our reviews, we start off as always with BTE or being the elite. Mr. Muir, over to you. Right. Muir loves this one. He loves this one. He was messaging me about it. Uh, Mate, he was I'm going to struggle at this start bit because I don't love anybody in wrestling as much as I love Gallows. He just makes me laugh, okay? Um, so, this starts off. With the young bucks in front of a green screen that is just bucks, you know, as in the deers in the background. And then Gallows and Anderson come in and then they just start doing suck it out from behind them over their crotches. Go, yeah, we're bringing that back now. Like we brought this back and just doing the too sweet hand gesture. I love them. I fucking love them. Just, just, uh, I'm. I'm a very laddie lad when I go to the pubs. I, I am more than capable of interacting with the most dick-headed of people. And being shit-faced and just continuously making 12-year-old dick jokes. Amazing. I love them. Yes, mate. And then they go on about how they took Penta out for the Young Bucks. Like, and they're just like, the Young Bucks are like, oh, it was only one super kick. They didn't really do that much to us. Which made me laugh. Because of how worn yeah. down a super kick is. 
Um, <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, we don't want to wrestle, we're just here to party and get a paycheck. And just all this other fucking... He's not lying, though, is he? No, he <laughs> isn't is lying. <laughs> and then he wanders away with the tag Impact Tag Team belt waving in front of him like a dick. And then all you hear from off-screen is, put away your cock, gallows! <laughs> they're wonderful, magical beings. <laughs> And then it cuts to the Young Bucks waiting for the Elite Party where they're staring at the scene which they obviously can't see from the angle they're looking at. Which just made me laugh because it was fucking stupid. Then they walk up to this tiny little jacuzzi pool like thin thing which they're just like discussing what the fuck is. What this little pool is which made me laugh. Uh, Then we got... Then we go into the fucking fender bender, which was fucking. Oh yeah, I don't drive, but I've got to imagine hitting a van with another van involves a certain level of not paying attention. Well, like I said to you at the time, they probably had Gallows and Anderson in the back of the fucking van. Fuck it, dukes, dukes, dukes. Yeah, fair. You know, distracting poor Brandon when he's trying to drive, like slapping him on the head and all kinds of other laddish things. And like Christopher... me. <laughs> <laughs> poor Christopher Daniels just looking at the car that's got like the tiniest, the tiniest bits of rubber scratchy on it. Then uh, Brandon Cutler coming out to apologise for crashing into it in his Reinhardt hoodie. There's such uh, a minor little smudge as well. It literally looked like you could just rub that off. He did just rub it off. I don't know a lot about cars. <laughs> But, you know, it's not a spectacle that you can put into BTE if you don't do they that. They have committed a felony. <laughs> they just make me pissed. They're just these two fucking carnies straight from the 80s, and I love it. It's what wrestling is you to me. You see how much everyone loves them, though. Yeah. Like, they're properly dragging people into their bands. Maybe that's why Cody's hiding from them. <laughs> what, so he can stay corporate? Yeah, exactly. We know, turn- we know BTE Cody's too powerful. Yes, mate. He's a different character from corporate Cody. Then we moved on to Private Party with the Young Bucks turning heel. They're heel now. They're heels, guys. Are they heel? <laughs> yeah. Then we moved on to Chris Statlander kidnapping Jungle Boy, where he's like, you're being abducted. He just goes, oh, shit! And he gets dragged off, which made me laugh. I think they're trying to get Jungle Boy to have a bit more speaking and promo time stuff because it's the one yep. place he's been lacking. So let him have fun on BT and it's great training. Yeah, give him a bit of character, get him in with Eddie, you know. Eddie. Then we moved on to five calling Alex from the Spanish commentary team that's in the Dark Order. And then basically we pan around from the speaking Spanglish guys, which is everybody is just drinking the Kool-Aid, so... Literally everybody has turned to the Dark Order side. Uh, Rising and Tony. Yep. <laughs> then we moved on to the Dark Order that are obviously upset with their inability to hire the hangman. First of all, they complain about how shitty the table is that's in front of them. Because <laughs> they broke, because Alex, Alex was like, I'm going to break this table again, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> they broke it in one of their skits. Then it moved on to uh, Alex complaining that there was no bouncy castle. Then Silver just screams, The boy needs to bounce! Which made me laugh. Oh god, Silver's eight mermaids canonically. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, 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 I also love the trying to make Anna 
corpse, which Anna! seems to be the new challenge. Anna! 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 Uh, I, I, I really liked I Ate the Mermaids, you know, Johnny Hungy. And I was like, yes, just so calmly and sadly said. Those poor Atlantic mermaids. And then, unfortunately, uh, Cook Commander did get the Coke and Pepsi, but unfortunately tended all the Coke beforehand because he had a rough night. Stu was very upset that he didn't manage to get the chocolate, the life-size horse chocolate. But then they obviously decided to team up and just say fuck five, because it's all his fault, you know? That poor one member of the group, you all bully. Good. But then... There's always... <laughs> you need those weakest people in your group to make the strong ones feel better. <laughs> but then Colt rallies them. He rallies them because he knows what they all need, and then they all scream slumber party. But he was like, I was going to say dark orgy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the that Anna phoning her mum to get permission. <laughs> call their parents for a sleepover. Yeah, I love that. Calling their parents for a sleepover. <laughs> oh, it was fucking stupid. It was great. Uh,. So then it gets back to Statlander holding Jungle Boy hostage. She says that I think you need to evolve out of the jungle. Then she complains because the Menthos don't do anything because they don't have the right. They just have cans of Coke instead of the big bottles that you're meant to use for that. And I believe it's also thought... supposed to be Diet Coke. One of them had normal Coke and one of them had Ah, right. Diet. Okay. Yeah. But... I thought they were going to do the Chad thing of do it in their mouth. I was let down. That's why I was like, why are they sat in front of a drain? <laughs> that would have been great. I love get out of my spaceship. Yeah, get out then... of my spaceship. So then we move on to the BTE... BTE champ thing, which was everybody doing the pull-up challenge. Silver looked tired in this one, I reckon. Yes, mate, because I think these were yeah. all being shot one after the other, one after the other. So it was probably like 5 a.m. when this happened. But Sammy won by holding himself up for like two minutes. Bloody hell, Sammy. Well really done, impressive. Core strength yeah. is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So that will be the next BTE challenge. And then we had the cut of Cutler being asleep at the airport, which for some reason they always like to show the man that falls asleep anywhere. The fact he's got that power to sleep anywhere, I wish I had that power. Oh, yeah. I used to have that power, but, you know. I used to have that power when I was a chef. Like, you've got yeah. a 30-minute break. Wicked. I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah, 45 but... minutes sleep on the sofa in the, um, yeah. But I really so, enjoyed this. Like, yeah, it was a really good BTE. It's, um, yeah. Got more of the friend interaction. We said that last week, though. It looks like they're going back to a bit more of the internal band stuff, and that really helps. What well, do you reckon, Oh, sorry, go on, yeah. It's all right. Well, it had the Dark Order, which are always solid, and then it just had loads of Gallows and Anderson just sprinkled in there, so that's good for me. But yeah, it was solid. What do you reckon? B? I yeah. think it's a solid B. B rank for a fun BT. So It was great fun. Now it's that time for two hours of oh, pain oh, to get condensed oh, into five minutes of Strange going through dark really quickly. Oh, going from something I, that was worth watching to... Yeah, I don't something. have a lot of comments on Dark, I'm afraid. Uh, Fuego versus Miro. Uh, fair play, Miro gave him some spots, but I'd argue that Fuego got more of a match than Chucky did out of him. Uh, meh. Right. Yeah. Jurassic Express versus Johnson and Solo. Uh, actually, sort of all right. Uh, Taz was having a great time. 
solid Jungle Boy solo start. Uh, the solo Johnson hanging neck breaker move was really cool. I reckon they're going to be a tag team. Uh, Excalibur comparing everything they did to something Taz did made me laugh, but they're always ace on comms. Luchasaurus had a good like hot tag and got in, and it was obviously solely there to get the snare trap over because I didn't know the snare trap existed until until yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah, all right. SCU versus TNT, uh, good Hold pacing, on. solid match. Obviously, all mostly SCU, fine. Butcher and the Blade versus Mabadu and Navarro. I've been waiting for Mabadu to come back. Why did they make it a squash match? Like the Butcher and the Blade always put over their opponents, and this was just like a proper squash for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mabadu the took the pin as well. Yeah, especially after Mabadu, last time he was on, he had like a fucking great exchange where Billy Gunn made him look awesome. Um, Good thing in this match, though, Butcher's pump handle backbreaker and then lift again into slam looks amazing. That's new. But the avalanche choke slam looks shit. Uh, meh. Phoenix versus Baron Black, probably the best match of this uh, dark, I'd say. They great. weren't perfectly smooth together. There was always a bit of cl- there was a bit of clumsiness in there, but Phoenix always gives the jobber offense, and it's great. Um, Phoenix actually missed a rope bounce thing; didn't go once for him, but they rolled it back into some chopper madness. Just had some really cool bits and a weird face ending for Phoenix at the end, helping him up. I booed yep. at that. Booed. Booed hard. We need more faces, Strike. More, more on people being faces later. Uh, another good match. Shanna versus Kylan King. Solid. Um, solid. Yeah, this ranked. was solid. Uh, I really like Shanna's. Uh, she got thrown into the ropes and held between the top and middle rope. And when Kylan ran at him, she just ran her. She just dropped. Really like that. Kylan did a second rope guillotine. That was cool. Bunch of cool stuff in this, to be fair. Shanna's pulled down from the corner into a spine kick, looked at harsh, and then she went on with that fucking brutal stomp. Chapram, mate. Cool <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, good match, that one, actually. Uh, Brit versus Havoc. Uh, it was a squash, and it was uh, Havoc, who is Cody's first student's first match. Uh, as much as I can't really say I like the match, uh, Havoc can sell really well. She's been learning selling. Facial expressions were great. Top down, great, wherever. Great for a first match. Yeah. But it was a squash. But what more can you expect from yeah. your first walking in one? Santana and Ortiz squash match. I didn't even write down their opponent. Um, match. And, oh, no, no, sorry. That wasn't their match. That was their promo. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'll come back to that description later. Uh, Abaddon versus Green Fox for Phoenix. Uh, Abaddon's improving. You know, that, not that we didn't love her before, but you could see her greenness. But it was a squash match. And I didn't care. Well, quickly, I just want to say, because uh, I watched this, I mean, it's a squash match, but I went, oh, it's a bad one. She's the one I don't care about squashing people. Yeah, cause... We don't need her squashing people. It ruins the horror gimmick. You want to see her as little as possible and her just yes, come out and but destroy they, well, random people. But because of their weird scoring system that means nothing, they have to have wins. They don't. They, they don't. don't. They mean nothing. Yeah, we know, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick Jackson. I watch a lot of horror movies, and I can tell you that the best way to use a monster is to use it sparingly. Jesus Christ, watch some Not horror. Hard. Yeah. Are you good Christian boys? Watch some horror. Um, 
The best part of the show, uh, pretty Peter Avalon's walk-off. Oh, I love him. Uh, his fucking his insults to uh, Brandy and I've forgotten the name of the other judge, uh, the ref Aubrey. Jesus, it's been Come a on, not slept. I've not slept <laughs> well. uh, I do like how in uh, dub in AE dubs they've realised the thing that most men like me realise quite early on. You want to be careful with insulting and complimenting women because it can make you a misogynist. But you can be as gay as you want to other men, even if you're straight, yes, and it's always brilliant. Uh, Peter's jacket was beautiful. Taz picks it up. And God, the, it play, the playback for his weird little head nod thing. Where he fucked up his walk. Beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. It. And then he brought out Benone, which who looks perfect alongside him, and we were fucking talking about how good Benone is when he's shown up. I think that's a great pairing, and I'm excited to see how that uh, tags in with you know his him having an old team and having grown past them. Brilliant this, pace break for an otherwise mediocre show. This was the best part of the wrestling show. This was the best wrestling part of the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, now we're on to the part of the powerful match. Uh, it was against Ryzen and Werner. Uh, Ortiz doesn't get enough credit for how versatile he is, yeah, but then yeah. it was over. Yeah, man. Fabian versus Conti. Uh, it was all right. Uh, it was all Conti, though. Uh, but I do like her moveset, even if it's a squash. She's working on a persona in the ring as well. Like before, like she put up a tweet at one point, like, I know I'm beautiful. I can't do a Brazilian accent. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But now so she's blowing kisses and such, like, great stuff. Great moveset. I liked her over-the-ropes stretch job. Shibata plus judo wrestling tactics. Fucking move yeah. that. It's great. Uh, just, yeah, shame it wasn't a squash match. But yeah. otherwise, great demo reel. Uh, Ray Jazz versus 10. Ray Jazz won for most of this. I think the best part of this is, and I know we've been mocking, well, not mocking, we've been worried about the exploitation of Brody Jr. Um, being used too much. How much fun fucking Taz had with him on comms. Taz is a proper dad. You can tell he's a proper dad. I want to love anything like Taz loves comedy and comedy wrestling. Anyway, this match had limb work, which is good. Uh, The slingshot suplexing uh, tenders is great. But weirdly, Ray Jazz sort of kicked shit out of 10 for ages, and then 10 just sort of won. Because they're Um, trying to turn him face, obviously, because like the whole of Dark Order's turning face, and he's just not learnt how to be a face yet because you know he's quite a new wrestler yeah. obviously he was learning to be a heel and now suddenly he's like oh no the gimmick's completely over we've got all turned face so, yeah just you know. a weird weird one um and i was a bit distracted by how much fun they were having on commentary with a you know eight-year-old but i i can't fault them it was actually really entertaining why did pillman come out to beat up a child with a lacrosse stick oh he's turning chaos he's turning to chaos project Joining the hating kids stable. I mean, if there's, entire, if there's an entire stable about hating children, firstly, they need to get Chucky in because that was his gimmick on the indies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I was just like, why is Pillman trying to assault a child? I get it, but. Uh, this was a bit much for me having minus one back for me, but I'm I'm not a huge child fan, so you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm another sort of non kid person, so I was a bit, and and the and commentary does distract me, as I've said before. So if I'm gonna 
downgrade when Eddie distracted me. I've got to say that, yeah, minus negative one distracted me a bit. But yeah, Taz was good and uh, Taz held it together a lot more. I think it could have been worse without Taz. I normally ignore commentary, which is often when you guys are talking about it. I'm like, I didn't notice. Whereas this time, I noticed the commentary. So you can tell it was interrupted. Like, it distracted me from the match. Yes. Uh, then we roll into Velvet versus Maddie. Uh, it opens with Velvet's single leg lariat. And it's... And Mate, it's so good. <laughs> um, there was just some... This was solid, but there was something lacking in the match. I think it could be how Maddie moves. There was a point where she'd done some move, gone through the rope, and little minus one went. I thought she'd go for a springboard to there, and I was like, me too, little minus one. Me too. She just got out, like, went under the ropes, did a move, and got back in. Um, Yeah, it was solid, but there was just something... something missing from it, I think. Um, Maluta versus Limelight. Uh, <laughs> my top comment is, and this is where the tier list actually came from. I like to take this time to see how bad Limelight's tattoos are. <laughs> uh, well, it was longer than the match, just walked yeah, down. To yeah, it. I, I, I can't have a comment on this match, it was over. Yeah, this one was weird. I was like, oh, a bit of Danny Limelight, this will be good, and then no. you know, just what if over. You went, I want to see Danny, Li- Danny Limelight, but AW said no. <laughs> Uh, Jasmine and uh, versus Ivelisse. I didn't actually pay that much attention to this match. It seemed okay. The coolest thing I noticed was Jasmine did this move where she was in the Casadora position, but then she oh, probably dived through uh, Evie's legs into a face buster, and that was fucking. It I've was never one seen... of the few times a Casadora looked good. Uh, actually pulled out really yeah. well. Not really fucking like that. Uh, otherwise, it was fine. Um, and then we finished with oh, Jake. Jake's and Patrick versus Hobbs, which went exactly how I thought it would do, as my first notice. Four minutes remain. Um, I think we spent a minute on that. I think the entire point of the match was to show that Hook can do a suplex. Yeah. Right, whatever. Very skippable, Dark. If I was going to say, watch three things, it would be the Phoenix match, the Walker Obviously, and the Shanna Kylin match. I yeah. reckon you could watch twenty minutes, twenty minutes to half an hour of this show, however much that barrier is, and you would have missed nothing. Um, six hours of dark in it. Yes, mate. Low ranking dark, like so much <sighs> squash, so many just mediocrity. Was it bad enough? Are, are we going to give a D? I think it's a D because I don't think it's even worth watching. Like, apart from the pre-pre-Avalon bit, but that's not even fucking wrestling. That was just a comedy skit, you know? Yeah. Having a full C-rank show is fine when it's the main show because it's the show, they're going to be telling stories and blah, blah, blah. Having a bunch of C's and D's in your two-hour optional extra be solely carried by a comedy section in the middle, and then to end with, like, four squashes in a row is just... There you have it, yeah. It's 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 a D, it's a D rank dark. It's been rare. We've not had one of those yeah, in a while. Yeah, they've Ooh, usually managed to one. scrape a C. Um, so, moving on from that... Uh, the main show? The main show. Um... So this one, I think I'm going to be a bit more positive about. I don't know what you guys felt, so we'll see how it goes. So on to Dynamite. 
JR Shivani, Excalibur on commentary. Uh, we open with Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer. Kingston wins after hitting Lance with a loaded um, back fist. What did you guys think of the match and what score did you give it? It was all right. Um, weirdly, like I, I had fucking sky hopes for this. I love Eddie. I've been the one sort of buffing Lance since his first come in. Um, he sent away Jake at the start. Cool. We started with a lot of Japan grade chopper. Fucking Eddie took Lance all the way back to NJP Dub and AJP Dub, and it was great. The fucking choke slam over choke the rope was ludicrous. <laughs> Um, Lance did a camera slam, which was old school. I've not seen a camera camera slam in ages. Uh, Eddie is obviously always in character. That fucking character is wobbliness. His expressions never fucking waver. He, he brought in the limb work, which is always a plus one for me. Um, but it did feel a bit I go, you go to me. It lacked like any natural feeling exchanges. And as much as I approve of the shenanigans, the the end came a bit quickly and a bit just out of nowhere. So it was good. It was solid, but it's not quite what I wanted or expected. So I gave it a C because as much as I enjoyed it, I've seen so much better from both of the other two. I think this was a great disappointment, in all honesty. I, I think these two lads should have done a lot better with, you know, I don't think they're given much time. And at the end of the day, this everything seems to be rushed at the moment with Eddie. It's like he starts feuding with someone and he instantly has the match with them. It just seems a bit weird to me. Is it because he's their only heel? So they have to like bust him through everyone as quickly as possible? I mean, this Lance feud has been going since they had that rumble, which was... Has it, though? Because he was mostly arguing with like Pac and those lot as well. I... I guess he's arguing with everyone. At I think moment. I think it's more Eddie's character is Eddie is the kind of heel that feuds. He's a fighting heel. Okay. It's the one good thing about him. He's a fighting heel. So he, he has to kind of feud with everyone and has to have multiple feuds going on. And okay. I, I actually quite like that. That's one of the things I like about Eddie is that he has these multiple feuds and they all make sense. It wasn't making sense. I was just like, oh, this could have done yeah. with a bit more. But yes, know, I know what you mean. Uh, so the thing, so what What score did you guys give this? Low C. Interesting. I gave it a high C. I really enjoyed this. I thought there was some great balling um, and a lot of great selling from both of them. Uh, the Raptor pointed out just how great the selling was. Uh, the other thing I noticed, and I'll be mentioning this again later because it was... Later that I noticed it, and I then went back. Uh, which side of the um, hey, walk-on hey, did Lance walk out of, uh, Strange? Well, they're not going to come out the same door, <laughs> yeah. are they? There's a difference between being in the face role and being a face character. Yes. Um, it was more relevant to the one later, but I had to, me and the Raptor were joking about it, so I had to go back and get... Oh, he did! Oh, Hands you into the sun. Leave my heels alone. <laughs> uh, following and on from this, I'll give you a tweener, to be fair, he's a random destructive tweener who will yeah. fight anyone. And, and, and tweeners actually are effectively, usually are effectively come out from the face side because you are effect. Austin, in his most heelish tweener days, was a baby face. You're bringing people down. But yeah. <laughs> so moving on, Mox promo. 
I fucking love this promo. I liked Meta Moxley explaining the plot and saying why things don't work. I thought that was so. This person's chasing this person, but now they're chasing me, and he's doing this, and now I'm having them. Loved it. Fucking. I'm a simple man. I like my sex in the morning, so I start off my day well, baby. Piss. It's really good moxing. Yeah, Um, it was good. Maybe I should give it an A, but I think it's a B because it was just solid and fun and meta, and I love meta. So, I I would like to give it a high B because although there is a promo that relates to this later in the show that is better, and I believe this happens twice tonight, uh, the second promo is the better one. Because of this one set, all the groundwork made that second promo even better. Uh, this was again something me and the Raptor were talking about. This, I, I thought this was a this was a solid Mox promo, but it was kind of in a weird meta way, a, a better promo. If if that meant, that'll make some more sense yeah. later. Uh, so then we move on to the Sting and Darby promo. D. Uh, I don't care. I just don't care. We are. Is it the We Are Hoodlums meeting where everybody? Yes, that's the one. They're the Hoodlums. I felt a bit bad for Sting when he didn't break the uh, window with that one baseball swing. What are you saying? Why give him the room with the smallest possible windows rather than like big windows, which would have looked so impressive? And that was the best one, is what (laughs) came into my head. Uh, Yeah, I I wasn't feeling this. Um, It feels a bit very much. Uh, never talk to me and my son ever again. Uh, yes, and it's getting worse, in I, my opinion. I, I, I like Sting and Darby, and I did not like this promo. I did Just not say, this was that's what good. I wanted to hear, Morgan. That's what this I wanted to not very our, good. Our gothic, spooky people who'd wear black in an abandoned building representative, and you didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, should have been them buying surfboards to get ready for Beach Break. <laughs> it's not it just gonna happen. <laughs> if he doesn't come out as surfacing for Beach Break, I'm quitting AEW. I'm going back to yes, any weird indie chitters. <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> so, following on from that, Jericho and MJF with the rest of the inner circle versus the Varsity Blondes. Jericho wins with the Lion Salt after the hitting the Judas effect. What did you guys think of the match? What score did you give it? Uh. Just give me a second. I've got to remind myself of the match. For some reason, I'm brain dead over this. Uh, starts with MJF comedy scared face. He's fucking wonderful. I love him. Uh, they put the kids over, which is great once again. And we've got that little bit of a beef between Griff and MJF from the previous days. That was good. That, and MJF's doing all the classic heel things like he always does. And it's all solid. Um MJF's got this really good skill where he can wave it, panic wave his hands in about 0.2 of a second between moves to show that he's unprepared. Like when somebody comes in with, um, I think it was one of Griff's uh, clotheslines or crossbodies or something, and he probably goes, no, and waves his hands. Just, it's just modern day flair. He's fantastic. Uh, the blondes looked really good in this. Uh, Pillman's through the ropes fucking kick worked remarkably well. And Jericho pulling off the apology moonsault for last week's moonsault. Was great. <laughs> and his timing on that Judas effect to catch Pillman off the ropes was wicked. I gave it a C. I don't think I'll get particularly blue any boundaries in any overt way, but I had a good time watching this match. It was solid. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I, I really liked 
the storytelling in this, and I thought it was really good just them just showing off what twats they are. Really good work. And yeah, the Judas effect was probably one of the best ones since he hit the clown. And uh, that moonsault was fantastic. But, you know, we all know Jericho can do the moonsault. He just fucked it up once and people, you know, yeah. must bully. Last week wasn't a good week for moonsaults. No, it wasn't, mate. <laughs> uh yeah, very simply, I really enjoyed this match. It's another high C for me. I, I yeah. really enjoyed this Dynamite o- overall. Um, I just really, it. it's, really it's good, good Dynamite. Just yeah, good. really, really good fun match. Um, like you said, they put over the blonde. They made the. This is the, the team that has made the Varsity Blondes look dangerous, and yeah, they is. still won. Um, I mean, you said about putting over the youngsters. Well, that is Jericho's job. But, He's been doing it since the start of AEW. Yeah. You give him a face or some faces and you'll have a great match with them, win, and they'll look awesome. And Je- Well, it, look. it doesn't matter if Jericho loses. He's also in that safe. So that's why Orange Cassidy beating him means so much for Orange Cassidy. It means fuck all to Jericho. He doesn't care. Because he's still, he's still Chris Jericho. He's still a hardcore mid-carder. He's, st- he, he's, st- he's still the pain maker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on from that to an absolutely phenomenal promo um so that tells you what i thought of it this is the one that was brilliant but enhanced even more and it was the raptor who pointed this out it was enhanced even more by mox's promo earlier and this was the pack promo what did you guys think of it aren't you jealous of pack's apartment oh his giant like empty apartment where he has loads of space you know, have you ever seen that picture of it's it's a front room and it's just a TV in front of a sofa and it says men will live happily like this. Yes. There's nothing wrong. That's what Pack's apartment is. He's got a cable machine in the corner, a TV, and that's it. <laughs> that's so, all he needs. Jealous of his weird northern fucking probably three pounds a month a month. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, on I, I actually didn't like it as much. as... Sorry, I just heard what you said. I didn't quite like it as much as some of his other crazy ones where he's screaming and spitting and it cuts a bit more, but it was still really good. His um, Beyond Gorilla, the people who do his work over in the UK, are phenomenal. They are and they know great. exactly how to place him, how to use him and how to let him go. Just really good. And you're right, it ties in well with the Moxley one before. So did you rank it? Because I actually unusually ranked this promo and I gave it an A. Oh, you gave it an A. I did not rank it, so I'm going to be the decider between you and Muir. But now Muir's going to say he didn't rank it either. I ranked it as a B because I'll always mark for Mo- uh, for Pat, sorry. <laughs> and um, the thing about it is I prefer where he's going a bit more crazy. I prefer the more crazy yeah, I, angle. I think I'm with uh, Muir on this one. not saying it's bad, but... Uh, no. I'm going to give it a high B. We're going to have a second high B. Yeah, but it's more of a facey promo to his normal I'm a crazy heel promo. Yeah, I think that's the... um, So, moving on from a high-paced promo that woke you up to the man with the most soporific voice. (laughs) The Raptor turned around to me and went, oh, God, I've got to try and stay awake for the rest of this. And this is not because Shaq is boring... It is because he has the most... That man should read books to people to go to sleep. Insomniacs should use his voice. Yeah, in fact, yeah, yeah, strange. Strange. This this will solve your problem. Shaq promos. That'll solve your insomnia promo. His voice is so soothing. It's a lovely voice. 
It's not a good promo. Uh, Shaq calls out Cody. Uh, he calls him a little punk twice and calls him a little girl. Yeah. We should tell him off on Twitter. That's misogynistic. It, yeah, it was not a great promo anyway. But anyway, what did you guys think of it? We're doing the Cody bit as well? I, is this all in one I was going to move that into the next bit. Right, okay. My uh, comments will be regarding that more than this. Okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Well. Okay. So after that, interesting enough. Uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson in ring segment. What did you guys think? And did you score the whole thing? Did you guys know that Cody is going to be a dad? No, I didn't. No, he's going to have. A I, kid. I, okay. I also didn't know that Britt Baker was a dentist. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> These important uh, things you learn. Cody's got good bants. Um, when he's le- let to just be weird little it's Britney bitch Cody he has a great time um, Arn went on a little bit and I got bored and obviously it was velvet there was no need to build it up like it wasn't going to be velvet yeah it didn't need to try and be a surprise oh it's and- okay on the mic and it ended pretty well but this was long I think Shaq lost it and I got bored and I gave it a D I kind of feel sorry for Velvet. I don't think she should be tied into this because, you know, just feel bad for her because what is this going to be, a tag team, Matt? Is it going to be an intergender tag between Shaq and Jay Cargill versus Cody and Red Velvet? Yep. So a completely green wrestler and a non-wrestler versus two people who can be wrestlers. That always works really well. Well, well, once when Bam Bam Bigelow carried a man, I can't remember his name, to a Lawrence Taylor. That's it. I was being facetious. Yeah. <laughs> I was mocking them. Yeah. I know the, you were. The, 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 only, the only other one is, is the Stephen Amell, and we know he's a massive wrestling fan, and he gets it and spends yeah. a lot of time, and he's an American warrior, like, superhero. Um, as much as I don't enjoy celebrity bringing in and things, Stephen Amell was at least in, I want to say, Green Arrow? Yeah, yeah. he was Arrow. Where he did a lot of stunt fighting and a lot of flipping about and shit. She yeah, knows wrestling. Fuck. And yeah. Jamie Cargill, although she looks fabulous and is a literal Amazon. Yeah. Um, ha- unless she has been training fucking stardom style. I, I, I believe. I think get to backstage I, training. I, otherwise, I, I believe. I, I believe the expression usually used is green as goose shit. And um, we haven't seen her in the ring yet. She could be a prodigy. She could be an Anna J. We don't Just know. Just imagine if Ketsu came out with her, though, strange. <laughs> with as a trainer. Don't tease me with the Prime Minister of my heart. <laughs> We'd be covered in the explosion from Strange's loins from here. Uh, moving on from that. <laughs> no loins, it's soul. Oh. Yeah, it's far too gay for me. <laughs> Kip and Penelope wedding promo. Don't care. Nah, I don't care. I didn't mind it. I thought I mostly enjoyed it for Chuck's facial expressions yes. in the background. <laughs> Otherwise, I didn't care. You're right. I, I think. Uh, I think. I think. I know what what rank this gets. It's all right. It's all right. Oh, yeah, there we go. Good work. I'd forgotten it's all right. We've had a positive couple of weeks without the without the fully sad. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, following on from that, uh, Hangman versus Ryan Ryan Nemeth. Hangman. <laughs> Hangman wins with the buckshot lariat. We'll discuss what yeah. happens after afterwards. What did you guys think of the match, and what score did you give the match? No entrance for Rolf. Uh, I thought that was going to be bad, but he actually got quite a bit into you know, a bit more into it. There was a solid uh, wrestling start into a good exchange. 
Piscato's so much better than Topes. Stick with those. Nem uh, Nemeth not being obliterated is good. I mean, his brother, I want to say Nick Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler, yeah. is really good friends with Trent and a bunch of the others of them. So it doesn't surprise me his brother's there. Big mate to Cody uh, as well. Oh, is he as well? He's part, yeah, he's part of that little clan uh, with Cody and uh, Matt Cardona. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, then Hardy came out. I started losing interest. Uh, there was a catch into a counter into a counter into a DDT, which was good. That was cool. The big spike DDT. Was yeah, nice. man, it was really cool. But otherwise, I could only just really sort of put solid enough, like good me mid-ground filler match. Not where I expect my hangman. No. Realistically. Suppose, I guess they a... wanted a good match for him. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to get mad afterwards. I'll, I'll, I'll wait to get mad. Don't yeah, mind. yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, I enjoyed this match. Just, it just got a C. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a C, but it was nice to see that it wasn't a squash. It didn't end up being a D. Uh, Hangman still came out of it, looks like. Though, as, um, again, uh, I was talking with the Raptor while we were watching it, is it, it's much more difficult to do a squash match with a baby face. Especially when it's your top baby face. Yeah. Because, it does, and it, I don't think, even though Hangman is powerful, I don't think his character would work. Whereas you can get away with it with Mox. As long as the other person is such a snivelling little shit that he deserves it. I don't... Like I said, I, I dislike any squash matches, and I always yeah. think the opponent should get some fucking offence in, but... I know, this felt just like very much of like a mid-card filler. Yeah, it was, it was... It, well, yeah, it was. So after that, we had... So Hardy comes down to cheer on Hangman. Then we had Hangman and Hardy in-ring segment. I'm guessing you're not going to give this a good... I didn't, I didn't rank this. What did I'm you guys think? this. Um, so, so you know how we've seen MJF doing some really clever, like Machiavellian manipulation. manipulation, yeah. And you know how we've got Don Callis, who's like a rich man manipulating like the upper ranks and stuff. Correct. What if, what if we did it a third time with Matt Hardy with his inability to stick to a single fucking gimmick? I do not want Hangman with Hardy. God, keep him the fuck away. This will piss me off if he goes down this route. Uh, what, yeah, what we need, we don't need it. You know, I'm happy with Hangman with the Hardy Party and them turning heel. We don't need Hangman doing this sort of thing either. Do Why we, does he really need to rotate round to another third party being interested in him? Like, you know, you know what? Bjorn Anderson next. You, you know what the problem is, don't you? What? They're stuck with Hangman. Not not stuck with Hangman. They are stuck with where to go with Hangman. We all know. Where and this is eventually, we yeah. all know that Hangman is going to be the second man, first man in AEW to kick out of the One Winged Angel. We know he's yeah. beating Omega. We know that's got to be the end of the story. We know the belt's got to go on Hangman. He is the logical choice. If you don't do this, it means Vince McMahon has taken over your booking decisions. Or that Hangman's been injured. Yeah, you know, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. We know that it's the logical choice. Should have put him in Dark Order. He's yes. been safe, man. Yes. Because then a load of comedy wrestlers could come out yep. and lose for him. Com complete and he could be like, oh, shucks, but we had a good time together, didn't we, boys? You know? Completely agree. They, they, by not yeah. letting him join Dark Order, they have they, they screwed themselves over because now they haven't got anything for Hangman to do and they haven't, no. there aren't any stories for him. He needs to feud with Eddie. 
Please. I'm yes, sorry. I, I know it's another person to feud with Eddie, but he needs to feud with Eddie. Till I get to see Eddie, one, beat people up, and two, hear him promo. Yeah. But I don't care if I get those two things. But yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I really think that... I was, I was thinking about this. Um, just put him against Eddie. I know Eddie's tied up. Get Eddie out of those other feuds. Have him talk about Hangman's wasted potential. Cut that kind of heel probo and feud with Eddie and the family for a bit. You've got three different opponents that he can feud with and you can run Hangman. You can have a good solid and Eddie's are going to be a great Jake the Snake Roberts. But from the heel point of view of being the guy who sets you up to become to take that next step. He should have joined the Dark Order, should have been joking around and messing around. Then suddenly Goace comes up on the board and Tanahashi comes out and tells him why he comes here to save him because he's been fucking around too much and he knows his inner potential. NJP dub backstory for you here, (laughs) Lord. When uh, Hangman was in the Elite in Japan, Tanahashi, Supreme Ultimate Dad, Face, Hero of the People and Bringer of Good Wishes, uh, said that whenever the Elite are there, it's a pain in the ass, but not Hangman. Give him to me and I'll get the poison out of him. That was the uh, promo, and I think that's actually verbatim. Um, Maybe they are just waiting for the New Japan deal to happen. Fuck it, when Chucky T, when Chucky T's at the wedding being obliterated in a car down to save him! <laughs> oh, fucking shit my pants. Not I minute. will mark out for that. That'd be amazing. The week where Tanner comes out to save fucking Hangman. Uh, a I'm... Carter comes out to save the best friends and Kagetsu shows up having trained Jade Cargill. And, and Ibushi just crushes Omega. And that, you beat me them. to it. I was just going to go and Ibushi comes over to, to try and turn Kenny back to the the good side. Uh, right, no, no. so let, let's move on from something that made us sad to something that made me happy. I really enjoyed this. Uh, Dax versus Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy wins with the snare trap. Um... Uh, I'm not going to go into that. There was an FTR post-match beat down on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and SCU in top flight for the save. What did you guys think of the match? What score did you give it? I'm going to start with a small fact. Um, Yes. So many, many years ago when I worked at a pub called the Mayor and Colt in Kidderminster with a good chef friend of mine who was my manager, Maka, we made a collection of CDs with awful but catchy music that we liked but made all of the young regulars. Waiting staff awful. It was called the Dog Shit Collection. There were six six CDs in the Dog Shit Collection. We had everything from the fucking Venga Boys to Bewitched on there. Amazing. On there was Jungle Boy's new intro. Tarzan and, Boy. Tarzan yeah. Boy. And all I've had for the past week, be it online, talking to friends, oh. just through around the house, is people going, oh. The fucking phasmophobia, okay? <laughs> it's been stuck uh, in my head. Yeah, the crowd doing it was really kind of wholesome, though. Yes. Anyway, off to the match. Uh, good strength off grapple start. Really smooth and fast. It stopped for some good eye chopper you. It didn't let up in pace, but it wasn't overwhelming. Like, I didn't find myself trying to catch up with it with the eyes, if you know what I mean. There were some great counter-strike, dodge, mm-hmm. combos. Um... Max's slingshot Liger bomb has entered the realms of one of my new favourite moves. It's that was beautiful, gorgeous. wasn't it? It was just gorgeous. Um, near towards the end, you could see that they were tiring a bit because they'd just been at fucking... I'm not going to say 
But they'd been at 80% from start to fucking And they're finish. two tag team wrestlers at heart, yeah. so, you know. They got, I've got very few notes because of how much I what? enjoyed this. It was great. Uh, I gave it a B, like, yeah. probably a high B for me. I had a really good time. Like, the story was just built up enough. The match was great. Um, the sequence was fantastic. And then into the snare trap. Yeah, it was just great wrestling. This was a solid to high B. Yeah, from me. The only thing that was a bit silly was the gimmick. You know, the classic 80s chained together gimmick. But it's FTR, so I don't mind it. It didn't interfere with the match. No, no. It, it, and we got Tully use pocket sand. Yeah, he did use pocket sand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you guys gave it a high B. I yeah. gave it a low A. Oh, I really, really enjoyed this match. <laughs> it was really, really good. good. This was solid. Just shows how good Jungle Boy is. Well, we've always been saying that Jungle uh, Boy needs uh, to just I, drop I, I, Luchasaurus. To be fair, it also but... showed how good Dax is. True. We we know both of FTR are good though, mate. I've as much as FTR's ring ability, it's their yes. promo game we've been slipping. But last week's promo with this one, with his, you know, I may have silver in my hair and I'm just shy of five ten, but I'll beat your ass and stuff. This is arguably where they should be. Yes, uh, and I'm happy with it. Okay, uh, they cut his horns off. They cut his horns off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the only bit that ruined it for me. Was the sh- just the fucking. Well, I think Jungle they... Boy's outgrown Luchasaurus. Jurassic Express. Um, yeah. I don't think he's quite... Th- I think he's getting there. I don't think he's quite there yet. He needs another feud with um, MJ. They all lack on promo game. And Jericho, like, all yeah. All three of them lack on presentation, basically. Not ring skills, but presentation. Mm-hmm. And whilst you keep them together, you've got that trio's fun package that could be rotated through. As long as they sell the horns coming off as actually like coming off a mask and not that they put his living Removed his off. horns, yeah. Why is Marco's chair gold? <laughs> I'm getting with it, but explain this to me. Like, I would, I like, I'd have a gold chair if I was a wrestler and I'd get like the Dazzler or whatever and slap pr- people with it. Pr- probably nicked it off Cody. So moving on from there, Team Taz promo. Uh, better than the other one. Still not great, oh, in my opinion. Poor merch, lads. Guys, this only hurts the company. We had to sell all this merch to pay our rent. <laughs> Guys, please. Yeah, just Tony coming out like, what the fuck are you doing, lads? You're just hurting us here, boys. Um, I think I'm just bored of Team And as, I love Team Taz. I and think I'm bored the- of them. I'm bored of it. I'm bored of them. I'm bored yeah. of this. Uh, and admittedly, yeah, we had the boring hoodlum. You are a hoodlum. Okay, son. Uh, <laughs> fuck's sake, Team Taz. Go and feud with the Dark Order. Go feud with fucking anyone. anyone Go and feud mate. with the Dark Order. Go and feud with the Dark Order. I think that's... Fucking, fucking anyone, but, but, book, Anyone. Yeah, but book, booking on the fly. Yeah. Go and, go and feud with with Dark Order, because I think that's that's your best next niche. Because um, you can run through them, you can get a couple of wins, and then you can make ten look like a million bucks. Yeah, fair. Because um, you give him Brian Cage, and we know Cage can have a great match and can drag someone to a great match. So even though he's a bit green, ten and Cage just leathering the shit out of each other. Yeah, well, I could deal with that. Yeah. Uh, moving on from there, Britt Baker with Rebel versus Shanna. Britt wins with the lockjaw. Uh, post-match beatdown on Shanna. Thunder Rosa for the save. Um, really, 
Well, so did she save her? Well, did she so after she'd been stomped into the ground. Yeah, well, you know, for, she for was the only save. Like a minute late, Morgan. In, yeah, okay. in, in, inverted commas for the save. Um, <laughs> uh, did like Thunder being a proper babyface and going back to check on Shanna rather than chasing after the heels. Uh, but what did you guys think of the match and what score did you give it? Actually, solid wrestling start, but pretty good. Uh, there was a uh, Shanna does a spirit bomb hand gesture, which pleases my inner weeb. I mean, she is dressed <laughs> as Goku, so you know, uh, <laughs> do you expect it? No picture in picture for the whammons, though, and that break really cost it its pace. This killed it, absolutely yeah. killed this fucking match. I can't I'm not going to break it down because I think it was solid and I think it's a good yeah. C-rank match. We lacked a lot of story. Uh, Rosa was late. So like, I, if somebody was like ran out to save me after somebody had curb stomped me into the ground and was afterwards like, don't worry, I'll stay with you. I was like, she's broke my fucking jaw and you weren't here. Run her down. Yes, mate. Go fucking kill her for <laughs> me. You um, know? Yeah, I like I your logic. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh, thanks. Thanks for coming back for me. You couldn't have made it out 20 seconds earlier. <laughs> Just covered uh, in blood and teeth everywhere. Thanks! Yeah. <laughs> it was good, and I think it would have been better if we'd had a bit more... If every match Brit wasn't in, it was in, wasn't just a vector for Brit versus Rosa. This is like the fourth or fifth one in a row of, I wonder if Brit will do something, and then Rosa will come out to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other, yeah. Wrestling was solid. The... Being a vector, I can kind of ignore. It just means that the match doesn't get the plot points and the break killed the pace. But I still think it was a C. Everything in there was solid, good, and well pulled off. I just feel sorry for them. It's just like, you know, they don't get much time as it is. You've got some of the best wrestlers they've got on and you just kill them in the middle with a match with no... With a break with no... Well, I believe... that they, But they do get picture-in-picture. Picture. It's just we... It seems to be that Fight TV don't like women's wrestling because we don't get the picture-in... We get the picture-in-picture picture and everything else. JR said we're going to picture-in-picture. Picture. They showed some of it, and then we had a break. And I, I was know, like... Mate. Yeah, All and I so I'm not... Is, you know, like, I don't believe in this, oh, they must have more time because I believe that everybody should you know earn their spot on the roster and these two definitely have so they deserve their match and then you fuck them like this so what's the point you know that's yeah, my feelings it's, on it it's it, just kind of sad really you know you've got some of the best talent they've got out there and they just you know fuck it with that basically oh, so well. following on from that mjf and sammy promo I like it. I like Sammy seeing through his shit. Um, yeah, he's beautiful. There are often times where I'm around uh, bad, manipulative people who are just loudmouth, wankery people who work on pool. Like, yeah, I'm the nice guy, chatty person. I won't name any of them, but a lot of them go to LARP or have been banned from LARP. Uh, and it's nice to see that be seen through and stuff. I, I enjoyed this. I don't know if I, I didn't rank it, but I, I, I enjoyed this brief moment of Sammy being the only one who's not fooled and yeah, the obvious fall apart it will lead to. Yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly this MJF burn of going through all the Dark Order, manipulating all of them has been some That's of the terrible. best storytelling that they've had. It's just great. It, I love it, that Sammy's going face from it because he's been needing to go face from a while. So you know, Sammy suffers from the his move set is a face move set. His abilities oh, are a face. He's 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 
Pack gets away with it, and one of the ways that Pack got away with it is he stopped doing lots of high flying shit other than the Black Arrow. I think and he's built that... like a tank as yeah, well. And I he think has if... the advantage; he looks a bit more healing than Sammy does. Yeah, but if you do it to Sammy, I think you'd actually hurt him yeah. more. So yeah. Uh, following off from that, Good Brothers and Young Bucks promo. Any comments? I love, I love the Good Brothers. Uh... <laughs> I can't get enough of the Good Brothers. I just no, I'm with them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Kenny Don timing on that was cool. Yeah, uh, he sort of came in just before the moment. I like how Don's getting more and more fucking like pads yeah. and stuff over his face because he's injured more and more. He's playing it off as. Wanted Hangman to come out and stop Kenny. That would have uh, brought me some joy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah, good, good lead into a match that I enjoyed very much. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed this very much as well. Uh, a good match. Young Bucks and Good Brothers versus the Dark Order. And this is the bit where I actually noticed it, it was Dark Order came out of the face side. Bucks <laughs> win with the Meltzer driver. Um, Dark Order was Evil Uno, Stu, Reynolds and Silver. So it was like, you know, A-list Dark Order. A classic. Yeah. What did you guys think of the match? What score did you give it? I've got so few notes on this because I was just enjoying it. I'm sorry, boys. Got, Someone else really has the help. Uh, we had an obviously solid start. Uh, and then arguably the restart of the match for the uh, pacing was Silver wanting Doc Gallows. And the fucking size difference. And Gallows <laughs> just fucking it shit talking in. The classic of, oh, I'm going to reach out and then just puts his arm up an extra foot. I love yeah, it. That's a classic. I love it. On his knees. Uh, Reynolds got a hot tag. It did end into, into him eating shit, but he looked fucking great when he came in. Reynolds is really being on show yep. of late on a different kind of skill to Silver. Bullet Club got to show off all of their old teamwork, all of their old NJPW. Um, Oops, yeah. yeah. The double outside leg pull spot where, you know, they, they, they grab the foot when they bounce off the ropes. I really liked. I thought that was cool. It was a great Fucking hot tag from Grayson. He Grayson looked amazing in this. He, he always put, looks great though. But this yeah, torture rack sit out face buster thing was a miracle of wrestling. I didn't know I need. Uh, future, have... just cut across quickly. Future discussion point: most underrated wrestlers in AEW. All right, I'll do that. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Gallows has some fucking ace strikes. They gave Silver his rampage again, and I do enjoy Silver's rampage, but they're getting a bit samey. Doesn't uh, need to be every match. No, uh, his deadlift backdrop on Nick, Jesus fucking shit. Yeah, uh, he literally picked Nick up off the floor from, like, Nick didn't help and went straight into it. The fucking Beaver Boys combo move I will go on about all of the time. Uh, they really want to do that one powerbomb spot. Uh, we should kill <laughs> Grayson. Uh, yeah, I had a great time. And um, I can normally be critical of the books matches for being a bit too all over the place. But I don't know if they got carnied back into behaviour. I think the, I think the um, Good Brothers are like the perfect tag team with them. Because you just get those settled down moments between it to calm it down a bit. Yeah, but they're very much that bit more Japan, those big yes, strikes, right. holds and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I gave this, I wrote a B, I think, because a lot went on in this match. Uh, yeah, I had a really good time. I really enjoyed this. And it's they're really starting to show that the Dark Order are main event people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. B, I so, think. so for ranking, for the second time, I'm going to cut across Nick. Um Ooh. 
because I gave this again a low A. Oh. So so Muir will be the decider. You can make your comments about what you thought about the match, etc. I just thought it was really, really good. Um, think, but you'll have the decider. Yeah, I think this is exactly what you want for a main event. It is a eight man match, which is normally a clusterfuck, which didn't piss me off. I didn't feel like it was going insane because of it. And I think the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers are the best things that can be together just because of how they ground each other. Because you get the little bit more excitement from the Young Bucks and you get more of the ground and pound from the Good Brothers. Yeah, this was great. I, I had a high B, so I'm not sure really what I want from this. But, you know. I'm going think... to put in my maths here. I'm going yeah. to put in the mathematics things because there's been many a case where we've had a match that's a C and it's been dragged up to a B by the good story actually making the match make sense. This match didn't actually have any story in or out. It was just... No, so it's a B good. then. Yeah, fair so point. Well made. Yep. Uh, I mean, not to put the match down. The match oh, God, no. Uh, I love this. I, th- I think Nick's right. Budget... Uh, um, the Good Brothers and the Bucks together are a fucking dimes combo. You've got all your flippy spot monkey shit, and you've got all that fucking old school punching, grappling, dickheadery that I love. Um, two different kinds of heel as well: the snarky heel and the more classic heel, heel. yeah, mockery heel. Yeah, well, it was more of this. Yeah. Please. If you do more, if you put this combination on Impact, I will actually watch Impact. Nick Jackson, <laughs> when's Impact? Uh, they'll need to tell. Tuesday, they'll man. need to tell Don Callus. <laughs> so, but it's all right because obviously we know Nick now listens to the show. Maybe that's who's been listening all along. That's what Strangers Ransom is. But yeah, it's always Nick. Yeah. Well, after he said he had to watch six hours of dark, I was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Mr. Strange, by the power of science. Um, well, we've got a couple of D's, a bunch of C's, and a shitload of varied B's. This was a B rank match. We had, as much as there were some downs, everything I'm thinking about are the highlights of this the Dax versus Jungle Boy, the fucking, that finishing match. The last 30 minutes really saved this show. Like, it wasn't terrible, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like, oh my God, but these those last two matches were real good. good. But it ended on a proper build-up to the ending. And uh, as they say in uh, muster class, always end on a high note. You want to build up to that crescendo of positivity. That's and great. that's exactly what this did. This is a good, solid B-rank show. We had story, we had heart, and we had... At least all the wrestling was good to great. We didn't actually have any wrestling that made us go... Eh. Oh, God, yeah, there was no, so. no bad, no bad yeah. matches. No bad wrestling. Rank show, a solid, and I don't have to add a, a dubsy dub addendum or anything like that. <laughs> so, uh, there you have it. That's our review for the week. Uh, go watch Dynamite. Uh, this is a section uh, where we would have questions. Again, unfortunately, we haven't had any questions. Please, please do send us your questions or things to rant now. about, um, ideas for mr strange to do tier lists uh you can send them to wrestleopinionated at gmail.com wrestleop on facebook and wrestleop1 on twitter you could also if you really wanted you could send us one of your favorite matches that we have not listed and we will happily watch your favorite match and review it and give our thoughts and on that very quick segue 
it's time for our we need some kind of fanfare for this uh favorite matches review a thing we're doing just to take a perfect uh a thing we're doing just to give us a bit of break God, from <laughs> high production values um that we're doing just to give us a bit of break from uh the discussions and because we wanted to have an excuse to watch some of our favorite matches again and introduce each other to matches that we hadn't necessarily seen and this week it was one of mr muir's picks and it's a fully aw show this was kenny omega versus pack 30 minute iron man match mr strange you're our play-by-play guy um off you go what what did you think of this I'm going to warn you, boys. I've got a no a page and a half of A4 notes on this. <laughs> Me too, mate. I love them. Nick, just jump in whenever there's time. Uh, I yeah, yeah. Bring to start them. My boy was robbed of a three-one victory. Yeah, it was. Uh, we'll come back to that. I Obviously. miss crowds so much. Yeah, I mate, miss mate. crowds. Uh, that was this... one of my. That's one of my things. How much I miss crowds. Makes all the difference. Uh, we start off with a nice slow assessing each other's start, which is always good. Yeah, a bit of grappling, a bit of back and forth and pushing. Uh, our first proper little high spot is Pac's handspring to standing thing he does, which is gold. His body snaps so fucking perfectly. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Kenny is great, but Pac's selling and body language when he's in the ring is phenomenal at all, just all the time. It's solid, it's paced, painful-looking strikes. Um, never wait for the first con hero from Kenny to the outside with Pack, but I'll forgive it. I think that's my only criticism of this match all the way through. Mm-hmm. We get so many ma- amazing moments. Pack's moonsault off the open, which is caught by Kenny, into the tornado. Phenomenal. The avalanche brain buster. That over-the-rope cutter. That is so fucking pitch perfect. I don't even understand how you can do that. Me and Will were watching this at the same time, and he messaged me saying that cutter. I just sent back a picture of my note because I'd written it. That's how fucking good this is. It's just a great exchange of pacing and impact. And this does what people always fucking forget with Iron Man matches. There's hardly any pins everywhere, anywhere. Ten minutes in, and there's no pins, not one. Uh, then there's that Kenny fucking corner kick on Pack, where he flies back like a broken spider. And then they go back into a bit of I chopper you, you chopper me, just for a bit of pacing, just to bring it back down into you know a little bit more. And he gets Pack up into the fucking one winged angel. There's a bit of a try to counter. He pops him over and catches him into a suplex. It's just phenomenal. 16 minutes in, still no pins. And they're selling each pin like it would be the match winner. That knockout, you know, that shoulder up is like finally a kick out in a real match for the one pin. They're adding weight to it as opposed to just being pins here and there. And Pac does the chair for the DQ for the pin moment. And I've never seen that done in wrestling before. And it's great. And we get to see, it's been a while, how quickly Pat can do a black arrow when there's actually the roof on the building. When there's no wind. It's just ridiculous. He just like floats up there and then just does this fucking shooting star press with a fucking twirl in it. It's just like, what the fuck was that? 
The arrogance of him is great. It Uh, is. Probably the move which makes me oof the most in the whole thing is the falcon arrow off the apron. He did do the deed, mate. He did the deed. It's the fact that Kenny just hits with a dull thud. There's no, like, big noise or anything like that. He just kind of goes, and I was like, oh, oh, that was a flat landing. Oh. Oh. Um, you can tell the table spot was a Kenny moment uh, because Pac had diff- a Kenny planning moment. And I'm guessing Pac was meant to pull the black arrow off through the table. Instead, he does a shooting star press. It's a little short, but we forgive it because the match is... Poor head, mate. <laughs> then the books interfere, meaning Pac should win. That should have made it 2-1, just saying. Mm-hmm. Um... Imagine being confident enough as a human being, having stripped away so much of your like self-preservation that you could perform a 360 flip in both directions from about five and a bit foot up, knowing you're going to land on a man's knees. Right. Imagine having that confidence. I don't. <laughs> this match just didn't let up. There was another... Um, there's been a moment I've complained about in a lot of AEW matches recently, which is somebody is on the shoulders. They've gone backwards and done a poison rana out of nowhere. This is where it first fucking happened. Kenny tries to get back up and he poison ranas him. I fucking love poison ranas. More of them. This is the point where I can't be told or annoyed by because it, it was new. Um, Pax fucking... Swinging DDT is gold, and he should bring that back to his moveset. He does it twice in this match, and it's amazing both times. The rolling through on the brutalizer was just fucking immense when he rolls through, and then he rolls back into the brutalizer. Then they roll to the ropes. Then we get a draw, which should have been another point to pack, making it 3 1. There's no way he'd have released that brutalizer if he knew it was going to sudden death, but. In honesty, as much as I am nitpicking, the the comeback from Kenny is great. He goes straight into it, all knees, pulls out the fucking Kamigoye, obviously the one-winged angel. Um, This match is immense. Uh, My boy was robbed, but this match is immense. Uh, I, I... like I'd like to build it up or like add some artistic poet uh, poetic uh, descriptives to this, but I don't think I need to. I think that like run through of the moves and what goes on is enough. It's just a phenomenally well paced, brutal match that knows the weight of those pins in that count. Yep, uh, wonderful. This is uh, WrestleMania, not WrestleMania, fucking Wrestle Kingdom like final match. It's fucking fantastic. And the most ridiculous part of all of this is, three days later, Kenny's in a pay-per-view match. You know? It's fucking ridiculous that he pulls this out before that. And it's just... Yes, the tight team. Yeah. Yeah. Boys machine. Yes, ridiculous. Shows why he's one of the best in the world. This is... If you wanted to show someone a wrestling match that didn't like wrestling, like, for technical ability, this is probably one of the best matches you could possibly show them. This was just an absolute phenomenal match. Um, There is a link to it up on our um, 
Facebook page. I've re-edited the link so that you can actually uh, watch it. This Fantastic. is a match, yeah, that is just so so good. Yeah. So it's the correct use. Sorry, I'm gonna uh, before yep. you do the goodbye. It's the correct use of the stipulation, like. Uh, like last year, I watched that Randy versus Edge match that we, I, we, we relentlessly mock in in jokes over and over again. The problem with that is it's the same problem with all. Oh, what's the term for the match where you have to fall over for a while? I quit. No, I no, quit. Uh, uh, last man standing. Last man standing. Problem with last stand matching is uh, last man standing matches is when people walk into the ring they are automatically on one third of their health. So they take one move and they lie down. And the refs like, oh, they're up to five and they get up and that fucking costs the pace of the match. An off problem with Iron Man matches they'll be on like four and five pins each at the end. This lends weight to those pins. Nobody got a pin before like. 14 minutes in, I think? 14, and it took someone in. being smashed in the face with a chair, then being put in one of the most devastating submission moves in the AEW to get a pin. That's how you win a wrestling match in a regular wrestling match. If Kenny and Pac were having a regular wrestling match, you'd expect it to last at least 20, 30 minutes before someone was pinned and the match would end. Mm-hmm. If they did an Iron Man match, I'd expect similar. I wouldn't expect anybody lying down for more than like two to three seconds at a time because to keep somebody down for 10 seconds, normally you have to be 20, 30 minutes into the match. And this just plays on that. It's an Iron Man match, but realistically, with the overall amount of pins, it doesn't fucking matter that it's an Iron Man match. Only one pin is actually achieved in that match before the timeout. The other one, one thing is from packing him with a chair. Yeah. Face it like a real match and add your stipulation. Don't have a stipulation which then has a match drawn around it. And this just fucking aces that. It's wonderful. So, are you ready for me to roll the roll the dice? Roll the credit. Oh, the dice. Shit. Who are we doing next? Oh, it's a strange. <gasps> what is it? It's Chucky T versus Swoggle. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, I'm gonna let you know, Morg, this might not be quite on the same (laughs) (laughs) team. I've been waiting for this one. Someone else is going to have to do the play-by-play on this masterpiece. Man, not doing the play-by-play <laughs> for this. Yeah, no, this is, this is this is that's your job. <laughs> on the bright side, you know, normally we have the we'll explain the story on the way in and the setup to this match. I, I don't need to. I don't think there is any. I think Chucky T just wanted to fight a little person. Is that the correct definition these days? Oh, don't mean to be offensive. If it's not. I don't know. Terms change. Oh, um, God. Um, this match. Uh, so, uh, very quickly, because I wanted to ask, because we never got to review uh, the Kenny Pack Iron Man match. What score did you give it? It's uh, an S rank match. That's phenomenal. We had story going in because it was you know, the only sort of time Kenny had been beaten by anybody. It was technically his vengeance. We had story. It was fucking. Go stopping. It was only our second real display of Pac's skill. It was one of our first proper few displays of Kenny's skill because obviously 
Pack was tagged in instead of Moxley at that first pay-per-view and beat Kenny, which nobody was expecting. Yeah, S-Rank is fucking gorgeous and wonderful, and I love it. Mio? Definitely S tier, mate. That's all right, then, because I gave it an S as well, because yeah. I actually ranked this one because I'd because um, we'd never ranked it. Right, yeah, so... <laughs> that is our show uh thank you very much for listening uh, i'd like to thank anchor.fm for hosting the podcast you can find us at wrestle opinionated on spotify anchor.fm and youtube mr muir thank you very much for listening i hope that you'll enjoy swoggle versus chucky t as much as i'm going to and if you'd like to send anything in to us please do we always like to discuss different things which is at wrestle op wrestling opinionated at gmail.com wrestle op on facebook and wrestle op1 on twitter over to you strange hello there listeners um you may not always watch the matches we recommend and uh you may have already seen some of them but i wholeheartedly recommend you go watch chucky t versus swoggle it's pwg it's on youtube just to hear these two talk about it next week because it's wonderful Anyway, thank you very much for your time and listening to us. Do like, share, subscribe, hit that little bell button. I've got to say YouTube for the algorithm. Um, I don't know what it is on Anchor, on Spotify, Kill or like that. But we do like to have any input you can. I work best with improv, as my uh, co-hosts know. Um, but yeah, send in your stuff. Thank you very much for listening. Like, share, subscribe. Back to you more. All that's left to be said is goodbye and good night.